What is going on, everybody? Appreciate you joining me here for our Week 9 Fantasy Q&A. We are already at, I guess, the midpoint of the season. It's not quite a real midpoint of the season anymore because now we're playing 17 games, but we're basically there at this point. My name is Justin Boone. I'm the lead fantasy analyst at The Score for anybody that isn't following my work on a regular basis. And you know what? I normally do like a little intro here. Let's not this week. I'm not spending any time off the start. Let's just get right to your questions. We'll try to answer as many of them this week as we can. And we will go to Brandon Swayze. It's been a, a longtime follower. I know I've gotten a lot of questions from Brandon over the years, even back to when we used to do the mailbag episodes, which I haven't done a mailbag episode in a while. These these live chats have kind of taken over for those during the season. Brandon, how you doing? Think you're muted, Brandon. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. Don't worry. It does indeed. How's it going? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Doing great. Thanks. I just had a quick question regarding a trade. And like you said, you answer several of my questions. But what would you think of Khalil Herbert and James Robinson for Tony Pollard? Khalil Herbert and James Robinson for Tony Pollard. Uh, I probably would take the Pollard side of that one, especially now that we're past the trade deadline. So you don't have the potential that David Montgomery gets moved and that frees up the way for Herbert. I don't think at any point are they going to sit Montgomery. So basically for Herbert to be completely unlocked, you're going to need Montgomery to get injured. Uh, Otherwise, it's going to be some sort of committee and hot hand approach the rest of the way. And they still seem, even though Herbert's been performing better, has been more efficient with his touches they still seem to favor David Montgomery. They're still giving him more touches overall. So, uh, yeah, I would make that deal. I don't really have high hopes for James Robinson just because of the injury last year, the Achilles, and we're still pretty close to that in terms of you know him getting back to anything close to what he was before the injury. And just what, what we saw from him in Jacksonville, kind of start off strong and then start to fade, that makes you worried about what he's going to do as the season goes along. So, yeah, I mean, you have to really like what Pollard's doing, even though he's in a committee they clearly are going to give him a lot of touches and, and he's been pretty efficient in that offense. So yeah, I like that move. I would go after Pollard and the upside there and, you know, maybe Zeke ends up getting hurt. And if that happens, like we saw last week, Pollard can give you even top five fantasy upside potentially. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of what my gut said. I've heard some like optimism for Robinson. So I was like, I just didn't want to make the wrong move there. And I just had one more quick question. Sure. If that's just uh, based off your trade chart, um, there's three guys that I'm like torn between that I can keep two and they're all the same on your trade chart. Uh, <laughs> That's frustrating, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Drake London, Darnell Mooney and Wandale Robinson. I keep going back and forth, which one I'm not going to keep. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like I don't really love any of them the rest of the way. Um, we would need something to change in Atlanta for London to really get freed up and to get back to what he was doing early in the season. And it's possible. I mean, we saw it with Kyle Pitts last week. We could have game scripts where all of a sudden they throw a bit more and all of a sudden London could get more work there. But I'm not super hopeful about that. Darnell Mooney's been really consistent, to be honest. And I still think he has some upside there. I think Chase Claypool coming over doesn't hurt him that much. If anything, I think that could help him. He might lose some targets, don't get me wrong, but also I think it could just make that offense that much better and it could give defenses something else to focus on, whereas so far they've been able to just kind of focus on Mooney and focus on Cole Komet, and there weren't really any other options in the passing game they had to be worried about. Well, now 
they're going to have Claypool out there. That should open things up a little, a little bit. Sorry. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with, with Mooney on that one. Um, just because Robinson, as, as much as I like the player, I don't think he has a ceiling. I think he's going to be that slot guy and he's going to get the volume. Although we saw, you know, can't have down weeks like he had in the last game out, but he's going to have games where he pops off, where he breaks a touchdown, but I think they're going to be few and far between. He's going to have a lot of six for 50 kind of lines, that sort of thing where Mooney at least has that big play upside. And I think he'll, uh, He'll potentially keep it going here. He's been pretty good for the last month or so, even the last five or six weeks. So I would go with Mooney. Okay. Yeah, I can keep two of the three. So maybe I'll just grab Jalen Warren since the other twos don't seem to have much upside. Yeah, I mean, I depending what your situation is at receiver, I would almost just go with the high upside running backs over all those guys, to be honest. But um, <laughs> yeah, if you were going to pick one, it'd be Mooney. And then, yeah, I really like grabbing Warren as a, another bench dash. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's it for me. Thanks, Justin. I right. Oh, we got a lot of questions already. Okay, let's get to it. We'll go to Brian Martinez. I'm going to be recording the injury episode after this. If you got questions about injuries, I've done all the work. I'm up to speed on it, so feel free to ask about the injuries. But I'll be doing the regular Friday injury show as soon as we finish here. Brian, what's going on? Hey, Justin. What's up? How's it going? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How can I help you? So I have an offer from a two and six team who desperately needs a win. They're try They're offering me Christian McCaffrey on by uh, straight up for one of uh, Travis Etienne or Kenneth Walker. Uh, and I have guys like Deion Jackson and Herbert to plug in on my bench. Uh, just wondering if you think I should pull this move off. I'm four and four. Uh, my record I almost stopped you as soon as you said you were getting offered Christian McCaffrey <laughs> and I was just gonna say yes to whatever you said after that <laughs> but yeah hearing it all out for sure I'm gonna I'm gonna make that move for McCaffrey um the two options were who Etienne and who and Ken Walker uh one of the trade away Kenneth, yeah I, I would trade away Walker in that instance um if you had to pick between them but yeah, you're definitely going to want to make that move. You want to go out and get McCaffrey. McCaffrey's the the top ranked player right now. The rest of the season in my trade value charts. So not counting two quarterback super flex rankings where the QBs get bumped up. But uh, yeah, McCaffrey. You know what we've seen so far in San Francisco looks like a perfect marriage there, and you want to get him on your roster. So definitely going to make that move. Thanks, Justin. And and who would you rather start this week, assuming uh, Jonathan Taylor sits, Khalil Herbert, or Deion Jackson it'd be Deion Jackson for sure now that we know that Jonathan Taylor is going to be out I don't, I don't know if it's official yet but I mean he's mispracticed all week and based on what we saw from him a couple weeks back where he said he held himself out a couple weeks back because he didn't feel 100% well if he's not practicing this week then he's definitely not 100% so he won't be playing and Deion Jackson is going to vault right up into the RB2 ranks so he'll be ahead of Herbert and he's definitely the guy that you want to go with all right appreciate it Justin thanks for your time thanks for helping us out for sure. I'm happy to do it. I've really loved doing these. It's been a lot of fun. Go to Mike DeLuca next. It's been a lot of fun. I didn't know like in years past, we were doing the video versions of this and we were taking all the questions and I was answering them. And uh, this one's been great because we've been able to, to interact and go back and forth. And I can ask a few more follow-up questions if I'm not hundred percent sure about uh, all the details of your league. So it works out quite well. We're going to Mike next, but we are having some connecting issues. I hate when this happens. I hate teeing somebody up, and then unfortunately we got to move on to the next one. Sorry, Mike. If uh, if you get back in here, I'll give it another shot for you. 
and it has worked in the past where the first time around it might not work and then it'll come around. We'll go to Jack next. So if uh, it doesn't connect when I do pick you, feel free to bounce out and come back in. And if I see you requested again, I'll try to get you in there. Jack, how you doing? Good, Justin. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. What's going on? I'm a big fan of all the work you do. So I just wanted to say thank you for that. Um, I noticed David and Joko in the quit section of today's column. I just wondered if you could elaborate on that a bit more. Yeah, I got a couple questions about that one. I think people were surprised. Uh, I've said this before about the quit section. Quit doesn't mean you have to run out and drop that player. Quit is almost like I'm giving you permission if you need to make that roster move, if you have bi-week trouble, if there's a player on the waiver wire that you like, that you can move on from that guy, that it's not a, a must-hold kind of situation. So I still really like Njoku. I'm still hopeful that he's going to get back here and be able to give us something close to what he was doing earlier in the season before he got hurt. But the problem is he's a skill position player who's dealing with a high ankle sprain and that can sap guys' effectiveness. It could be a problem here. Even when they do get back in the field, they might not be as efficient as they were before that injury. So I'm just kind of looking at the injury more. I'm kind of projecting that he's going to be out closer to the high end of that spectrum. I think they said two to five weeks. I think we're going to see him out for several weeks here before he comes back. I don't think it's going to be right after the bye. And that's me speculating. That's me sort of taking an educated guess based on what we're hearing and based on what some of the injury analysts are saying. And then the fact that when he does come back, maybe he won't quite be as effective as he was earlier in the season. And there's a bunch of pretty interesting tight end options that have been on waiver wires recently, whether it's a Greg Dulcich or, you know, maybe Tyler Higby can get it going again. He's got a pretty good matchup this week. Uh, Evan Ingram has been doing well. Hayden Hurst has been producing. So if you need to make the move and you don't want to hold and joke, if you can throw him in an IR spot, great. You throw him in an IR spot and we wait for him to come back and hopefully it works out well. Um, but if you need to hold him on your bench and you don't want to have to hold two tight ends and you'd rather use that spot on a high upside running back or on a player, a bye week fill in potentially, I'm sort of giving you permission to say it is okay to drop in Joku if you have to. Okay, awesome. I've got Kyle Pitts as my other tight end. So it's a slightly nerve wracking situation, but. Yeah, I mean, at least we saw something from Pitts last week, right? That at least gives us a, a glimmer of hope that he could be a little more consistent than what we saw through the first six or seven weeks. So I'm crossing my fingers there. But yeah, both those guys right now, I would just value as sort of low-end tight end ones. But guys that both of them have the potential to get right up into the top five if they can, one, for Njoku, if he can get healthy, and two, for Pitts, if he can show a little more consistency and get that target volume. Okay, that's awesome. Thanks for clearing that up. No worries. Happy to do that. I wish I could write like, you know, huge paragraphs on every single guy, every single time that I'm putting somebody in my rankings everywhere. But that's what these kind of things are for. You can ask those questions and I can try to clear it up for you. Uh, all right. Do we have Mike back again? Mike, I'm going to give you one more shot here. We're going to try to see if it connects this time around. Could be a bad Wi-Fi situation. There we go. Looks like we got you. Mike, hey, how, how you are doing? You? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. What's so I'm uh, I'm six and two, and I'm just you know trying to bolster my lineup, looking at the playoffs, head the playoffs, and um, is is I'm looking at the Atlanta running back situation, and I have Damian Williams on an IR spot. Is he just droppable at this point because of the mess that's going on there? Because I can free up, I can put Chase in that spot, and I'm thinking about like uh, your thoughts about Deshaun Watson picking him up now. Uh, so my thoughts on Watson are I haven't picked him up anywhere. I didn't draft him anywhere. I just that's a personal decision on my part because I just don't think it would be very fun having to root for Watson. But 
I'll give you the the real advice without any opinion is if you're looking to pick up Watson, now is the time to do it. You want to do it a couple of weeks out before, you know, it gets back in the headlines that he's about to come. And I think there was a story last week or, or this week where they talked about the, the team made a comment that he's going to start as soon as he gets back. Right. So uh, yes, now, now would definitely be the time to do it. And then for Damian Williams, the value that he had was that he had a, the potential to come off IR before Cordero Patterson and he could get back and potentially take over the starting role during that time. Now that it seems like Cordero Patterson's either going to be back this week or at the latest, I would think next week. And we haven't really gotten an update on Williams. He just, they didn't activate him and there hasn't really been a lot of talk about that. So uh, yeah, I'd be fine dropping him at this point. And, you know, Patterson's going to be back and assuming Patterson stays healthy the rest of the way, you're not really going to have to worry about it. And the fact that Tyler Algier has played pretty well and even Caleb Huntley's played okay. I don't think that Damian Williams has a ton of value unless there's just a massive wave of injuries in that backfield. Great. And just one more question with the IR spot. Jamison Williams still a hold? I would hold him. It depends on the other options out there. But yes, you you could hold him if you don't have someone else better that you want to sneak in there. Um, Because, yeah, it seems like he probably won't be back until December. So if you get anything from him, it's going to be late in the season. And he's not already an established star that we figure could hit the ground running he's a rookie who might need a little time to ramp up. So uh, I'm still holding in a few spots where I have that extra free IR spot. But if you have somebody else that you want to stash on IR, uh, I figured Damien Williams will open one up there for, for chase. But if you want to drop Williams for somebody better, I'm fine with that. Um, Because even if he does give you something, it's only going to be, you know, the last few weeks of the season, maybe in the fantasy playoffs. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great, great weekend. Yeah, for sure. Happy to help. Appreciate the questions. Just got the alert that Jonathan Taylor is, in fact, officially ruled out this week. So that's it for him. That boosts Deion Jackson way up, maybe even into the top 20, definitely in the top 24. He's going to be in that low-end RB2 range. We are going to go to Trejor next. Trejor, hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. Hopefully one of the two is correct. Correct me if I'm wrong. And hopefully we can connect so that you can correct me. Yeah, I'm here, man. What's going on? How are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. So I got a question about Michael Pittman. So, I- Well, I got a question first. How, how, what is the correct pronunciation of your name? I want to know. Trejour. Trejour. Okay, awesome. Very cool Thank name. You, man. All Appreciate right, go it. ahead. What's your question? All right, so I have Michael Pittman. He's my fourth receiver. I also have A.J. Brown, uh, Justin Jefferson, and Wandell Robinson, who I'm, I'm, I'm keeping. I, I like what I'm seeing from him. I'm trying to get a running back. So okay. I'm thinking, who, who do you think would be a good target for Pittman? That's, it's always tough to go one for one. Like my, my move when it comes to trades, I normally want to go out and look at teams now that would need a receiver and who maybe have an extra running back to give. Because if you go to a team that only has two running backs that are good and they're starting two running backs, they're not going to trade away one of those guys, right? right? So it, it makes no sense to go one for right. one. I would try to look around your league and figure out if there's a team that's really desperate for receiver help, just like you're desperate for running back help. Maybe they got that extra running back. That's where you're going to maximize the value. So if you're, if you're talking about players specifically, you could target, I mean, a Raheem Mostert, uh, okay. Tony Pollard, okay. like those guys are in, you know, even James Connor, maybe you get a little discount on him because he's got the injury yeah. and you hope that he comes back healthy and gives you something That'd be great. like yeah. guys in that range. Um, I think that would be fine to look at. 
Um, and there's some concerns, obviously, about that Colts offense right now with Sam Ellinger in there. And, and that was you know, my the thing. Other... I mean, do you think he's still potentially a top 20 receiver rest of the year? I mean, I think Pittman probably still low end wide receiver too. probably still top 24, top 25 guy. But he's kind of right on the fringe. Of that right, now. right. And then I would be worried. You have Alec Pierce coming on a little bit. Paris Campbell's been getting a lot of volume. So there's definitely concerns about Pittman the rest of the way. So I definitely think he's the guy that you want to trade away here. It's just a matter of what manager in your league is it going to fit with, right. who's going to want to take him, and who has the running back help to actually give you. Because running backs, it drops off pretty quickly. So yeah, it is no, difficult it does, to deal man. for a running yeah, back. Yeah, no, it does. I'm, I'm literally starting. I just picked up Deion Jackson, but I got Chuba Hubbard, Deion Jackson, uh, A.J. Dillon. I went zero RB pretty tough. Yeah, well, I mean, at least this week, I think Dillon's not a bad start going against the Lions, Okay, even though he's still going to be the, the second back there. I haven't valued as the top 24 option this week uh, just because that Lions defense is so bad. And I think the Packers, they want to rely on the run. I think they'll be able to this week in that matchup. So I think Dylan will get more work than usual and uh, could find the end zone. I think he's going to have a pretty good game. And then Deion Jackson's a solid start. So you're okay this week in those two spots, but right. Uh, yeah. You, you, yeah. We gotta show yeah. That. You might want to make that Pittman move or you might want to package one of those guys like package Dylan with uh, Michael Pittman. And then at least you're giving that other manager a running back as well. Maybe they feel a little bit better about giving up one of their backs in that instance. So maybe that could help you get an upgrade. All right, man. Definitely appreciate it. Yep, for sure. Happy to help. Who else? I'm always trying to look for people who I haven't. Uh, let's go gray weather guy. It's an interesting name. Um, always trying to look for people who I haven't uh, selected before. Try to make sure we... Get a little variety, make sure everybody gets a shot. Great weather guy. How are you today? Great. How are you, Justin? I'm doing very well. Very well. Yeah. I just Thanks for all, all you do, by the way. Um, but yeah, I, I just wanted to ask a quick question about um, sort of my team. I, I am in a little bit of a pickle with bye weeks. Um, so I have a pretty good set of starting running backs. I have Aaron Jones, Travis Etienne, and Nick Chubb. After that, it's a pretty big drop-off. It's um, Henderson and Pacheco. Somebody recently dropped Madison and I'm trying to figure out who I should play in my uh, flex because I was going to play Henderson as like a desperation flex, but I'm considering okay. maybe I'm in first place um, and I'm thinking maybe I should just go for Madison and just take the chance to get the upside on my bench this week. Um, the only other players I could potentially drop would be Dulcich. I have him as my second tight end behind Everett and then... Um, Wandell Robinson. No, I would I would drop Henderson. I, I wrote about this in Start, Sit, Stash, Quit this week. Um, I put all the Rams running backs as sort of a group in the quit section, and then I put them as the sit this week as well. And it's just we have no idea how that backfield is going to play out. It is such a mess. They haven't been that productive this year. The offense hasn't really gotten in rhythm. The offensive line has been bad. I mean, you know, they lost some players in the offseason. They've dealt with injuries as well. So that's been really a big problem for them. And then they just have this crazy mess in that backfield right now where Henderson last week, he takes a back seat. Maybe that had to do with the fact that he was sick all week. Maybe that's what really did it. But now you have Cam Akers back at practice. So Akers could get in there and you figure whatever talk or negotiation they had with his agent they probably gave him some assurances that he was going to get touches. I can't imagine that he came back to practice and they're just going to sit him out or they're going to bench him. So I figure he's going to be involved in some way. 
Ronnie Rivers getting some touches last week. Maybe that was just because the Henderson situation, or maybe they like Rivers and they want to get him involved. Kyron Williams, another rookie. He's going to come back soon. You know, it's just, it's a nightmare entirely. Even Malcolm Brown vulturing some stuff around the goal line. So I don't really want to be involved with it. And I like the way you're thinking that Madison has more upside. You would need Dalvin Cook to get hurt, of course. And Madison's had some flex games. He's found the end zone a couple times and been okay in that role. But you really, you figure that Dalvin Cook, he has the shoulder injuries all the time. He often misses a couple games. So we'll see if Dalvin Cook gets hurt. We know Madison has that top 10, top 12 upside. I would rather have that than Henderson, who I just don't think has top 10, top 12 upside competing with that many different backs in a backfield that hasn't been that productive this year. So I think you're going down the right path. I would get rid of Henderson in order to pick up Madison. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks, Justin. Well, you are very welcome. Nice and uh, easy one there. Also helps that I just wrote about it a whole bunch. So <laughs> makes it very easy to just regurgitate all that stuff. We'll go to TaylorMade next. But yeah, that Rams backfield. I hope we see somebody step up because it's been a really good one for fantasy in past years. But right now with so many different hands there and just with the situation in that offense, not one I want to be a part of. TaylorMade, how are you? I'm well. How are you, Justin? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. Excellent, excellent. Thanks for what you're doing today. Appreciate it. So I, I have... I guess so many questions in relation to my team, but I guess the most pressing issue that I have here is that I'm, I'm, I'm curious as to what your thought process process is in terms of uh, the Pittsburgh situation Um, with the rookie quarterback, the offensive line, the fact that Harris, uh, you can't get the running back to get very much yards. I'm thinking about Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. Um, I'm in a non-PPR 10-team league starting three wide receivers. Um, Diggs and and um, who is my – oh, uh, A.J. Brown is my, my two wide receivers that I would have A.J. McLaren right now as well. But I'm trying to figure out um, what do you think as far as for how that situation is going to play out. I know that they – Wide receivers haven't been able to put up much. Um, not very many touchdowns being scored in Pittsburgh as well either. So rest of the season, what do you think for that quarterback situation? I mean, I'm sorry, for the wide receiver situation. Yeah, well, we've had a few things change over the last week, obviously. With Claypool leaving, that frees up a little over six targets a game. So that definitely helps. So the fact that they don't really have another number three receiver to step in and to really earn those targets, I don't think... Steven Sims or Miles Boykin, those guys aren't going to get regular targets each week. They'll get a couple, but they're not going to get six per week. So we'll see that spread out amongst the other guys. It definitely helps Deontay Johnson and Pickens. I still have Johnson lower than we've had him in past years. I have him and Pickens ranked as sort of high upside wide receiver threes. I think there's potential for them to go even higher than that because I think the offense is going to get a lot better moving forward. And here's part of the reason it's because we knew when Pickett took over, they put him in a spot that was so rough. He had to go up against the Bills defense, the Bucks right. defense, and the Eagles defense in three of those first four games. And the Dolphins right. were the other one. And the Dolphins, they're not terrible, right? Like the Dolphins defense, they haven't been great against uh, fantasy quarterbacks this year, but they're not a bad defense. So he had a really tough gauntlet there to start. You know, now they have the bye week. They can sort of regroup a little bit here. They can take a look and self-assess a little more 
And then they're going to come out of that bye week and have some easier matchups. So I think things are going to get better. I talked on the show the other day about how it's going to be very strange that it's almost going to look like a Claypool left and all of a sudden the offense improved. But it's also really just going to be about the fact that the schedule is going to get that much easier for them. And it's not going to be incredibly easy, but anything is going to be easier than what Pickett's faced so far. So I really, really like the Pittsburgh offense in terms of buy low options. I talked about them on Wednesday's show as all players that I want to buy, Johnson, uh, Pickens, and Friermuth, uh, to be honest, don't really want to invest in Najee Harris. I know you're not totally asking about him, but just for right. everybody else out there, haven't really loved what we've seen from Najee Harris in that rushing attack. And it's been kind of strange that Jalen Warren almost looks like he has more juice than Najee this year. So uh, that's not great for Najee's prospects. And the fact that Jalen Warren's getting a lot more work than the number two running back has gotten in past years there. So uh, don't really want to go into the backfield. Not really looking at Pickett as anything other than a two-quarterback or flex league option and maybe not the best one at that, but more than willing to go after those receivers and Friermuth. I think Friermuth is a really solid mid-range tight end one. And I think the receivers, like I said, both top 30 options and guys that could sneak into the top 24, top 25 uh, if things start going in the right direction, which I think they're going to. I think Pickens, we've already seen flashes of it. I really think he's going to break out down the stretch. So you would rather roster Pinkins over Pickens over 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 Johnson? I still have Johnson slightly higher, just based on the proven track record. Um, so I, I would still go with him, but it's very very close. Okay. So if, if you're if you're you know gun to my head forcing me to pick, I would go with the guy that we've seen you know prove himself in the league more. I would go with Deontay Johnson, but I think there's a, a good shot that both guys, like I said, are going to be pretty productive from here on out. Okay. Okay. And then one last question as far as for DPJ in Cleveland. Um, I know you, you mentioned that you, you don't support um, Watson <laughs> and, I, and, I, and that that's not the aspect of it, but I guess I'm more asking about that what wide receiver play once um, he is reinstated. Do you feel like DPJ can, can make some noise? I know this is, I guess this is like his third year in the league. Um, so I, 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 I don't know where he would. I know that uh, Cooper would be the obviously the, the number one, but I guess I'm asking if he would be a viable option um, as a wide as a wide receiver three as well too. In a ten team league, probably not. That's probably a little lower than what I would try to look for because in a ten team league, you really need that like all star lineup to win it all, right? Everybody's got pretty good teams, so you really need to hit the the high end ceiling outcomes for your guys. And I think for DPJ to do that, for Donovan Peoples Jones to do that, he would need uh, an injury to Cooper probably in order to become a, a real fantasy star. Now he's been doing pretty well recently. His numbers right. have been okay and you're going to get Watson back in there. So that will give him another bump, but I still see him sort of maxing out as wide receiver four flex kind of option. I don't think he gets that much higher in that offense. I don't think that they're going to all of a sudden start, throwing the ball at a you know a league high rate or anything like that it's still going to continue to be the same offense it's just going to be even more efficient with watson there so uh, dpj is interesting in deeper leagues in a 10 team league though as my wide receiver three i would probably look elsewhere and try to aim for somebody that's uh, a little bit higher fair enough thanks justin i appreciate you i will continue to keep listening as i always have thanks man i appreciate it yeah i appreciate you saying that appreciate you tuning in here and asking the questions Appreciate all the kind words from everybody. Everybody has been uh, so cool, so friendly, and I, I thank you for that. We will go to David next here. 
Hey Boone, uh, got a question here for you. A couple of trade offers I'm looking at. So I'm in a 12 team uh, half PPR league. It's uh, three receivers. Um, luckily two of my receivers are Justin Jefferson and AJ Brown. However, I've, I've, I've had some bad luck with injuries um, this year. So I drafted Jonathan Taylor, not been great. And I lost Javante Williams, Brees Hall, and Eli Mitchell injuries. So my, yeah, Ouch. so my number two uh, running backs are like Vaughn uh, from Tampa Bay. Uh, I, luckily, I picked up Deion Jackson. And I have Kyron Williams as like a speculative, like maybe down the road, he, he wins. Yep. Anyway, so... Uh, one of the guys in my league offered um, was talking about maybe offering me uh, Travis Etienne and like Curtis Samuel or Adam Thielen for um, AJ Brown. Would you do that? Like it's kind of a lateral move because like now my other my second receiver would be like Pickens, Drake London. Right. Um, yeah. I I probably wouldn't just because I feel like you have a better shot. And I mean, you got Deion Jackson. He's a perfect example of it. You got a better shot to find running back help to get a volume play off the waiver wire. I know you said that last week. Like it's sometimes you can find that RB2 off the waiver wire. And yeah, I just kind of, yeah. Right. And I mean, you look at even in the last few weeks, Deonta Foreman stepping up, you know, Deion Jackson had a really good game. I expect that he'll be a pretty good play this week. Like, you see these guys kind of pop to the surface and who could it be next week? I was just talking with somebody about Jalen Warren, right? right? Yeah. Like if Najee Harris goes down, all of a sudden Jalen Warren might be getting the, the bulk of the touches in that backfield. I've mentioned Zamir White as a guy in the Raiders that with Josh Jacobs getting all this volume, if Josh Jacobs breaks down at any point, they might turn to the rookie and all of a sudden he could be a, a league winner down the stretch. Okay. Uh, you know, guys like Jeff Wilson might still be out there in some leagues. Like, Players like that, you can grab them, and if all of a sudden there's an injury in front of them, uh, they can become good plays. Whereas to try to find a high end receiver, good luck. You're just going to be, you know, combing the waiver wire for those sort of bi week fill in types, those flex plays. It's going to be really hard to find a, a guy who can consistently produce yeah, for you. And both are, so, uh, I mean, both their bye weeks are done too, like Jefferson and AJ Brown. So, like, that's a big advantage for me going forward, trying to get back in the playoff picture. So, that was the other thing yeah. that, like, if I trade for Eddie and he has like a week 11 bye. So, it's like, okay, now I'm stuck that week, right? So, yeah. And as enticing as, as he is, I mean, he yeah, he's fantastic. Amazing, yeah. I mean, but, you know, AJ Brown has also yeah. been unbelievable in the last few weeks. For sure. So. Yeah. I would stick with the high end receivers okay. and I'd keep being really aggressive on the, the waiver wire. Gotcha. There. And you wouldn't do like uh like Jefferson for like an Austin Eckler, would you in like my scenario? Or is that again, same kind of like, they're pretty even on your trade value chart. I think they're both like 55 and half PTR. So, yeah, I think it's just, I think you're putting yourself in the same kind of position, like you're saying where, you know, you're losing that high end receiver and good luck trying to replace that. Whereas even though you're probably not going to get an elite running back, it's going to be a lot easier to try to find a, you know, a low end RB two or RB three flex option most weeks than it is to find a, you know, top 10, top 15 receiver. Gotcha. Okay. And it's three, I guess with three receiver leagues, like obviously receivers are a little bit more value, valuable too. The value is right? a yeah. little higher there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yep. thanks so much. For I sure. love your content. I'm also from Hamilton, Ontario. so not too far from where you are. So uh, yeah, I appreciate all the work you do. Right on. Appreciate you saying that. Shout out to the the Hammer, my first job coming out of school, working for the Hamilton Tiger Cats in the CFL. I was the team beat writer there. It's a fantastic job. I went from coming out of school to, you know, standing on the sidelines at practice every day in the sun. I, I couldn't believe that was my life. It was a great way to start my career. Uh, we will go to Mitch next. And shout out Joe O'Connell, my friend Joe O'Connell in the chat here. Not stepping up and asking a question, but uh, I see him listening there. Joe, send me a text mail. Let's make some plans. I haven't seen it in a while. 
Mitch, how you doing? Doing well, Justin. How are you? I, I'm doing great. I'm doing Good. great. Thanks for how can I help? Yeah, you? thanks for taking the time. Um, I was wondering kind of the approach that you would take with Jamar Chase. Um going forward i'm sitting at four and four so i'm kind of in a spot where i probably need to win four the next six weeks to make the playoffs so knowing that is is it worth trying to maybe trade him to a team that is sitting at like six and two and would like him for the playoffs when he's back and healthy or i guess how would you just approach the situation as a whole yeah i think when you're when you're up against it that much you have to start making those kind of moves and it can still work out as long as you're smart about it Uh, It could still work out for you. I've had teams like that where, you know, injuries just decimated me and you get to that point, your record's bad. And all of a sudden you start making those moves and you turn it around Um, and you can do all those tricks. I mean, if you've been listening for a while, I've been talking about things like that. I did an episode, I think a few weeks back or maybe a month ago, going over all those kind of little tricky things you can do to give yourself an advantage if you have a losing record. Um, yeah, you, you start employing all those and you try to turn it around. So yeah, uh, unfortunately I would, uh, I would try to start making those moves in your position. So initially a guy like kind of Walker, you'd probably do it for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're really up against it, yeah, yeah I would. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then one more quick one, um, thoughts on Rondale Moore, Arizona played him in the slot last week, which is obviously where he's much better than, um, as opposed to an outside receiver. So flex option or kind of a guy where you'd sell high? I would think about selling high if you're looking long-term because at some point here, we're going to get Hollywood Brown back and that's going to complicate the target shares. But for the the short term, I definitely think he's a guy who could be a wide receiver three flex, even uh, somebody that could sneak in, you know, top 30, top 36 kind of play. Um, and yeah, I really like the fact that the way they used him last week, I, I hope that continues hard to trust Cliff Kingsbury because they kind of seem to, yep. <laughs> to do a lot of different things, but, um, that kind of make you, you scratch your head a little bit, but, uh, if it continues like it was last week, I, I think he's, he's going to be a pretty good play here for the next few weeks until we get Marquise Brown back. Awesome. Thanks, Justin. Appreciate it as always. Yeah, for sure. Good luck with that one. Thank you. Hope it works out. Hope you can turn it around. Going to James Hale next. Could do a couple more here before we sign off. Oh, don't start the connecting issues now. All right, we got you. James, you're muted. What's going on? Hey, man, can you hear me? I can hear you. Hey, thanks, uh, How you doing? Nice one. thanks for taking my question, man. I've been listening to you or reading your content for years. Uh, awesome. Appreciate that. Uh, all right, I know this is a lot of assumptions, but assuming that Connor doesn't play <laughs> this week and assuming that okay. Patterson – is active. Would you play Eno or Patterson over Palmer as a PPR flex? I mean, I'd want to take it right down to the last minute to make that decision Uh, more for the Patterson side. I'm really hoping that we hear something. Um, And I appreciate all the work that the beat writers do beat writers are awesome, but in Atlanta, it is so hard to get information early in the week. Like it seems like we don't get anything until the very last minute when something's going to happen. So I've been trying to figure out, how they're viewing Patterson. It's very hard to do. I know he said earlier in the week that he's 90%. That sort of led me to believe that maybe he won't play, but he said that a day or two ago. So, you know, by Sunday, maybe he'll be closer to a hundred percent and they put him out there. So if that were the case and you're set up, I would go with Patterson, assuming that everything checks out. We don't hear anything negative about, you know, him only handling 50% of the touches or, you know, something comes out Sunday morning that, suggest that he's not going to get a full workload but as long as patterson's healthy 
I would play him. We saw what he did earlier in the season at a couple hundred yard games. He was fine in the end zone, was a solid fantasy play, top 15 kind of guy. And Atlanta's running the ball like crazy. Like they're going to continue to do that. And he's just going to step back in and and be the the top guy again. So uh, I would play him over Eno, but it w- it's going to be very close in the rankings. I'm going to tell you that they're both going to be right in that sort of mid to low end RB two range. Thanks, I, I appreciate it. And also, one more question: Do you uh, sure. have any thoughts, or is Deshaun Jackson for Baltimore rest of season worth a speculative ad at all? How deep is the league? Um, just twelve team. No, in a 12 team league, no. I picked him up in one league and I think it's like it's like a 14 team 34 man dynasty league and so like there's nothing on the waiver wire like absolutely you cannot get players off the waiver wire. You're just picking up like, you know, a Philip Dorsett for example last night uh, was somebody I picked up and, and played and it was sort of just because there was like a last minute thing where Cooks is out and Nico Collins is out and all of a sudden a guy way down the depth chart gets some opportunity. Um, that's the only spot where I picked up DJX. It's possible. Like from what we've seen from him, talent wise, speed wise, he still has it all. Right. Just, it's almost like clockwork. He's going to come back. He'll do something amazing. If he plays Monday night, you watch, he'll do something amazing. He'll catch a long touchdown. Everybody will get excited. And then a game or two after he'll have a hamstring injury. We won't even see him anymore. Like he's just, he's at that age and he just seems to kind of like break down and, and get nicked up. And so, I'm a, a little worried about that aspect of it, that I don't think he can come back and be like a consistent fantasy option. He's more just like a complete dart throw um, that you'd throw out there in like the deepest of deep leagues as a, a dart throw flex option. So no, I wouldn't go after him in a 12 team. Thank you, sir. No worries. But man, I really hope that he does something, not just because it would be a huge boost for that deep dynasty league where I have him, but uh, yeah, it'd be a really cool story to see DJX come back and become that that deep threat for Lamar Jackson. It'd be very cool to see. Uh, who else do we have here? Uh, we'll go Jay to the Izzo has been in here for a while looking to ask a question. Maybe we'll do one more after this if we get Jay. We'll try to go quick here. Jay, what's going on? Hey, Boone. Thanks a lot for uh, taking my call. I've got a, uh, yeah, I've sure. got a question about some Keeper League stuff here. Okay. I'm in a couple different Keeper Leagues, and in both cases... Um, uh, there's a premium for uh, drafting and keeping rookies for future seasons. So I'm, I'm looking at um, wide receivers that I've got between the two leagues. And I'm wondering if there's any of these guys that you feel like are must keeps and maybe even okay. like I could drop right now. So here's the list between the two areas. Uh, I've got Jahan Dotson, George Pickens, Wandell Robinson, Romeo Dobbs, and Jamison Williams. Uh, I would say Pickens is the only one on that list that I would say is absolutely a hundred percent for sure okay. a keeper. And then Jamison Williams is sort of the wild card. He would be the one that I would still want to see what he can do late in the season. Um, because there's a chance like coming out prospect wise, he was right up there near the top of the, the list of players when I was doing my prospect rankings. Okay. Um, I think he initially came in like second. And then, you know, once we had the draft and, with the injury and everything and you sort of start to factor that in and it was like, okay, he's not going to be back until late in the year. And that kind of drops his value a little bit because you just know inherently his value is going to go down before it goes back up. If it does go back up. So um, he fell a little bit, but based on pure talent, he's a guy that could come into the league and be an outstanding player. So I would want to wait and see what we get from him late in the season and what he looks like. Uh, But the other guys, no, they're not must keepers by any means. I, I don't think so. I think they're more guys that, you're going to consider for redraft. You might want to play this year. 
Um, Dodson, I think you could even just outright drop potentially because he's got some target competition in that offense. And I don't know that he's going to emerge as, as the guy there. He's always going to kind of be the, the number two or number three. And I'd want to aim a little higher for my keepers. So, um, gotcha. yeah, Pickens and then and then probably Jamison Williams I would hang on to and make that decision later in the year. All right. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. We will do one more here. I'll try to go quick. I will try not to talk too long on it. Uh, we will go here to Balake. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. My apologies if I'm not. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how good. How are you? I'm doing great. How can so I help I'm in a 10-team uh, league, and the, the team, the roster and the bench are, are pretty deep. And um, we're all really uh, close in terms of record. So it's really going to come down to points. Um, so I started um, Sanders, uh, Damian Pierce last night along with Goddard and Hertz. Uh, I still can start three wide receivers and two flexes. I'm consider. I I know I'm starting Evans, Jefferson, and Pittman, um, but I have Ramondre, Dylan, uh, Deion Jackson, and DeAndre Carter. Um, if Keenan Allen is actually not going to play, which it seems unlikely, um, which of the four uh, out of Ramondre or out of or three out of Dylan? Carter and Jackson are you sitting so I can only I can only play one of those three um I'm kind of having a hard time here I might actually end up even trading Deion Jackson for like a Brandon Ayuk because my wide receivers took a little bit of a hit losing Roshad Bateman so kind of just curious what you're thinking so I like that trade idea a lot I would make that move to try to get uh, Ayuk and then that sort of solves your problem this week too if you don't make that trade and you hang on to everybody I would sit DeAndre Carter just because he's gotten a lot of opportunity and it's possible he could still, you know, pop off and have a good game. Right. They're going to, they're going to need guys too because they're so banged right, up. But right. He's had a ton of opportunity already this year and hasn't really done that much with it. He, you know, once or twice has gotten in there, um, had a touchdown several weeks ago, but uh, I worry that, you know, he's not going to earn the targets and they're going to spread it around and he's still going to be, you know, fourth in the pecking order. It's going to be Austin Eckler. It's going to be Gerald Everett. It's going to be Josh Palmer. Right. And then you're going to have Carter. So right. uh, he would be the guy out of all those players that I would sit if you end up keeping everybody. Yeah, definitely. Even in PPR, like he hasn't even done all that much really with it. So, okay, cool. Thanks yeah, so it's kind of, kind of, kind of surprising. Another guy that I have in my super deep uh, dynasty league, that 14 team, 34 <laughs> right. man league. Another guy that I have in that league that I got off the waiver wire who I was hoping was going to give me something. I, but, I got, uh, I got the same thing. I got dynasty leagues too, man. I just picked up Rashid, uh, Rashid Shahid. So nice. I, I feel your pain. <laughs> yeah. You hope, you hope he scores a touchdown on his, you know, one touch that he gets every week. Yeah. Right. Right. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Thanks, right man. on. Yeah. Good stuff. Good luck with that. Hope it works out. Thanks. Like I said, that is the last one today. Unfortunately, I got to call it there. If I didn't get to your question, my apologies as always. I mean, I hope that my content over at The Score can help you figure out any of those lineup decisions this week. The rankings, start, sit, stash, quit, the trade value charts. And then if that doesn't do it, you come find me Sunday morning. I'm going to do the Twitter takeover, 10.30 a.m. Eastern, The Score's main account. I'll be tweeting it out as well. You come there, you throw your question in. And I will try to answer as many of those as I can during that half hour or so that we're doing that. So until then, a big thanks for all the questions today. A big thanks to everybody who tuned in. And we'll see you next time. Said leave on time, my baby. Said leave on time. Leave on time with me tonight.